Welcome to episode 410 of the Doctor of the Day, Doctor Who podcast. My name is David, and here's my wife, Ginger. Hello. Today we're going to talk about episode 5 of Shada. That's who your face was, but here comes the crowd, and it's advancing towards Doctor and Chris. Um, I think the Doctor asked Chris if he knows how to box, or something like that, or, or to fight. And to distract the the crowd, so he, he puts his dukes up and says, you know, well come on then, and it starts to kind of lumber forward as the doctor runs over towards the other scientists of the think tank, and then the crag actually hits the think tank machine and causes some um, it to turn on and then sparks to happen. And then the room is um, enveloped in smoke. Uh, in the confusion, the the doctors overcome by the smoke. Um, canine start uh, heads out of the room. Chris pulls the doctor out of the end of the hallway and revives him. And they run off. Um, canine follows behind. They um, get to the door to the ship, and it's jammed. And Doctor's working on unjamming the doors while K9 catches up to them and Craig is following, but he manages to get the door open for them to escape and close a panel on the Craig so it can't pursue them. And so they get back to Skagra's ship and then leave the think tank, and the think tank ship explodes. The doctor tells Skagra's ship to take him to Skagra's home, and after some time he manages to convince him to do that, the ship to do that. Meanwhile, in the, the professor's study, TARDIS, uh, he's working on trying to get out of this time limbo that, that he's kind of created, and... Uh, he's working on different devices, but he's, uh, he has to be careful not to get himself uh, to disappear again or to, to be dead again. Um, she asked who his Sally Avon is, and he says, Well, his exploits have sure have been greatly exaggerated, and he was just a, a hot headed young man who. thought more of than, than he should have and then he kind of dismisses her question and goes on and says how well he's working on these devices tinkering with them but it's no use because he needs two people and they have to be done at the exact precise moment and he essentially needs another time lord. he needs someone who knows about what he's working on um, so he comes back into the room and he says, if I'm going to do something you should never ever tell anyone about this. And uh, he asked her, what is that device in your hand? She goes, well, I have no idea. So he says, okay then. And uh, he fixes her in a stare and there's yellow light around his eyes and it flashes and then he walks to her and he asks her again, what is that device in your hand? And now she knows all about it to do and they set to 
she sets to helping him uh, fix the situation again. The doctor and Chris and K-9 um, have gotten to Skagra's home planet, home world rather, home ship, carrier ship, and he, they meet up with Skagra and Romana and the TARDIS, but also become face to face with the multitude of crags. And so in their confusion, Romana gets dragged back into the TARDIS. Um, and the crags uh, split up and go after each sec each group. Um, the doctor has learned that Skyra has planned to use his spheres to, and he has more of them, um, use his spheres to merge, to gather and then merge all the minds of the universe to one, to have one universal collective mind which would be all his own, and uh, it'd be all the Skagra all the time, universe. So as I said, some of the Craig follow the Doctor and Chris and K-9 and the others uh, go with Romana and uh, Skagra. And they're running through the carrier ship uh, to get away, Doctor finds a door and decides to open it and go in and see where it leads. After that, the professor and Claire are working on the machinery and the door opens and Chris and the doctor come in and close the door quickly behind him and then turn around and the doctor is very surprised to see the professor um, there and alive. The doctor, or the professor, asks the doctor how he likes his, his TARDIS and asks where Skagra is, and the doctor says, well, actually, he's right outside. Um, <clears throat> where tells a bit of where they are, and the professor tells the doctor that Skagra must not, uh, must be stopped. He has the book and the TARDIS. He can get to Shada. And he says, oh, you don't remember Shada? He says, oh, I never forget anything. I have a mind like steel trap kind of thing. And the doctor remembers, oh yeah, Shada, the prison, the hidden Time Lord prison. I must have forgotten. So, um, they, they talk about Shada and how Salyavin had been imprisoned there and why he'd want to go to Shada is because Skagra can use his spheres to remove the brains or the minds of the others in the universe. But what he needs, he needs power from Sa uh, Salyavin, one of his criminal exploits he was punished for was being able to put the mind into another instead of steal it like the sphere does. So Skagra wants to take Salyavin's mind to get this power so he can put everyone else's mind uh, into his own to continue his plan. Skagra's getting uh, closer to Shada with the book and the TARDIS. Um, Press says how they must stop him and the doctor says, oh I know we, you must have followed the signature of the TARDIS to get here so we can continue to track him and um, 
He may use the book to get Shada, but we can track him and get there as well. Skavana takes a contingent of crags with him uh, when he reaches the, the prison and he goes, sets the coordinate to go to cabinet, was it cabinet nine? Um, I guess that's like cell nine. I'm guessing. Um, the doctor finds it curious as they are following to try to find him that the professor seems to know seems to know what's in Skyler's mind like where he would be going and um, he's keeping up with where they need to go to, to find him um, Chris uh, the, in the various cabinets the prisoners are being activated they're stirring Chris and Claire are been left behind um, in the uh, professor's TARDIS and um, she asks if there's something strange about the professor and uh, Chris goes on about the his dangerous books and the, the, the time lords and, and says well do you really understand any of this stuff she goes yeah I do that, that's what I'm trying to tell you um, this thing happened with the professor and she knows all about this stuff because of what he did. Skyler gets to Cabinet 9 to seek out Sally Avon. Um, the doctor and uh, K-9 uh, meet up with him there. Um, Skyler threatens the doctor uh, and Professor with the sphere. And Professor before he opens the cabinet nine and um, the professor admits that he is Salyavan. Claire tells Chris more about what had happened and says, well, he seems to have these powers that they just said that Salyavan had. So they decide to not stay behind and go off and look for them. So they head out of the study. Skagra tries to use one of his spheres to steal Salyavan's mind. Uh, Skagra has more spheres with him and he uses them to uh, unleash upon the prisoners to gain their minds, control their minds. He's very happy with this. It's the start, the beginning of his universal mind. Um, one of the spheres attaches to Professor and he is very, Gagra is very happy that he's getting to um, Taliavin's mind. One also gets to Chris and takes his mind, and now he's under the control of Skagra. And Chris and the other prisoners that have been taken over by Skagra are commanded to um, fight the doctor, and they advance upon Dr. K-9 and Randy and Romana, I think. Romana what? And that is, I think they've met back up with Romana as well. I'm not sure. I'm not positive on that, so maybe we'll see them in the next episode. So we end at them uh, advancing towards the doctor. Boy, a lot of uh, description, mm -hmm. really. 
but still um, some interesting developments. Mostly um, the Professor Gernotis, Salyevin. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to admit, I did read, I did, we did see this one mostly, and uh, so I remembered a bit, and I read the synopsis, and so I did know that, remember that uh, he is uh, the the master criminal that uh, the doctor is such a fan of, Um, but it's nice how they progress to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. He doesn't say anything for or against uh, the the prisoner, the criminal, much in the beginning, and then uh, he does. In this one, he alludes to, oh, his feats for great, his exploits were greatly exaggerated, and well, he was probably just a a hot-headed young man who got into trouble and got. It's a bit of fame because of it, and whatever. So it's, uh, it seems to have some some knowledge of that, and then uh, uh, and then oh, and then he uses his power. Uh, you know, he opens his eyes wide, and I'm thinking, oh, great, the hypnotism. Well, it kind of is, but in a different way than that we'd normally see the Time Lords use it. Um, See, and my fear was that it was going to be the contact scene from Three Doctors all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Flipping back and forth between them really quickly. Oh my gosh, yes. That like... With that stupid noise. Kinetic. Yes. Frenetic um, linkage. Yeah, that that would have been terrible. Um, Yeah, I had visions of that occurring again. (laughs) Give me a headache just thinking about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, they, they, they did the, the wide eyes like he's going to hypnotize her, and mm-hmm. like we're seeing the doctor do, and the master, actually. Mm. Um, so that could have gone other ways. You know, it's like you see the doctor usually make people forget uh, by hypnosis um, and maybe tend a little bit to what he wants them to do, while the master will actually. Will Get them to do his bidding by hypnoti- by hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, here he's transferring knowledge that he has to someone's mind, um, which is a little different. Or maybe opening it up so that she under or can access what she already knows, or can solve things a little better. But True. I think True. you're probably more right than I am. Um. Giving her the knowledge may unlock other parts of her brain that allows her to problem solve with with this new information. Mm-hmm. So it could be a little bit of both, what we may think. But I think that was really pretty nicely done. Yeah, uh, for the most part. For the most part. Um, the, the effect was a little cheap. Oh, yeah. I wasn't meaning the effect. I just meant the idea of in his um, devolution really mm-hmm. into who he really is oh yeah I thought yeah. that was nicely done and then there's a bit where the doctor uh, 
the voiceover description says how you know, the doctor just seems a little interested how Professor seems to know where Skagler's going and what he's thinking. It's like, well, that makes perfect sense because he knows he's off to find Sarajevo and, and he knows what cell he was in. Yes. He knows where he'd be going. <laughs> but uh, back to the effect since you brought it up. But yeah, it's, it's okay. It's not, you know, a ray shooting from his eyes or anything. It's like a, um, like the top part of his eye kind of like got really thick highlighter on the film you know mm-hmm. yellow bright yellow um, around his the top portion of his eye to signify his transference of the information I guess so it, they could have done it in a worse way by having like a ray gun or some effect come you know, yeah, hit her face or something like that um I'm not sure how they would have made it much better. At least they did not do the link, like the three doctors yep. uh, thing, or a bad mock-up of a, a laser shooting into her eyes or something mm-hmm. like that. So I guess we have to be happy that he, they didn't do something like those two alternatives. Um, but still, I, I think it... Might have reached for something a little bit better. I just can't say what would have come up to yeah. be the better solution. We don't have too many other effects actually to talk about. There's the overzealous smoke gun. Um, oh, that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Why like, they didn't rein him in? Yeah. It's like, I think I know what's happening. I couldn't quite tell what the doctor was trying to do maybe get to some control maybe he was setting a, a, a destruct oh no or something he was trying to save the he was trying to save the other scientists yes the think tank scientists oh yeah and then he is overcome by smoke I guess mm-hmm. himself and so are they somewhat and then Chris takes him out and then yeah I guess but then why did the ship explode I'm assuming it's because the the Krog, Krog malfunctioned, destroyed that machine in the room, which was causing all the smoke and right. So it was going to. So implode. it ended up sort of burning the place down. Oh. And in space, that means it explodes. That makes sense. But yeah, there's a lot of heavy smoke in the scene. It was really hard to tell. Yeah. Who was moving where? Um, only reason I knew it was the doctor who had succumbed to the smoke is because I saw Chris pulling on a scarf to get him out into the hallway. Yeah, well, <laughs> and if you are watching, you can see that it's the doctor who gets up. Yeah. It's the doctor's coat. And yeah. Little things like up. that, but I know what you mean. Yeah. It was pretty was hard. hard to see. <laughs> um. Again, we have no Romana. Not e- not even any pictures. I don't think stills, um, and she's only really described as being really in one scene, two scenes, maybe, as he's uh, Skagler's on his way to Shada by using right. the book. She, I think the line is something like she has to look on um, because she's helpless. Yeah. She can't do anything to stop him. Yep. 
she's just that was pretty much the extent of her involvement in this episode. Captive in their own TARDIS. Not able to stop him. Which is weird. That she's so powerless. Well, he has this fear to threaten her with. Yeah. I just, part of me thinks that that wouldn't, she wouldn't allow that to stop her. Yeah. That she I would guess. try to use the controls or something to... Something. To get out or to, to lock him out of the controls. I know she's at a disadvantage because she doesn't have canine. Yeah. Because, you know, they need their dog to get them out of every situation. But still. Well, it could be that it could be the power from the book, actually. Because mm. she would not be able to control the TARDIS at this point because the book seems to be controlling the TARDIS. Yeah, I'm wondering if she's not, call it hypnotized, for lack of a better word. Maybe some power exerted exactly. by the Rassilon's book or something. Or even just by Skagra because or of his ability or... True. Because of not because she's threatened by the globe ball disco ball of death, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> that would look more interesting than the dull gray sphere of death. Yes. How about that one? Yeah, the kickball of death. Yeah. Um it may not be that she's threatened by it as much as she's already been um succumbed to it, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Could be. Maybe it has some pull on her, on her, on her mind. Yeah, exactly. Keeping her in a stasis or something like that, so it doesn't have to restrain her. Essentially, the sphere is maybe restraining her mind. Maybe. Something like that. That's the more interesting answer. So let's go with that one. <laughs> and it helps to explain it too. Yeah. A little better, I think. And it might be more evident to, to as to that reasoning if we were to be able to see. Right. I, I understand that. So some of that, you know, yeah, he's just doing a summary of what's happening. But some of those nuances of the scene that, that don't exist might explain mm-hmm. how that's how that's functioning. So. Um, I didn't notice that the, the professor says, no, you must never, ever tell anyone about this. What if she just tells Chris right away? Yeah. <laughs> she can keep her secret. I wouldn't trust her with Time Lord's secrets. Yeah, not your best move. Or you need to use the little glowy eye thing and make her forget now that he didn't do that. Yeah. Maybe the doctor will later. He's good at that. Yeah. Ask Sarah Jane. Yeah. Although she wouldn't remember. <laughs> you think Romano would be, well, then the doctor would be too, I guess. Immune to succumbing to that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, because it's not as if it were, the sphere is not, as far as we know, Time Lord technology, Rassilon's technology, 
um, that could hold sway over them because they're time lords and of his people. Um, they say that their the relics and such of his have unknown powers that uh, they not even they at all understand or could utilize. So I could understand it more if it were a, a time lord device from their beyond history days of Rassilon. Mm -hmm. um, but we don't know that. It seems to be it's Skagra's plan. It's his sphere. It's his megalomania to use it to make this universe a mind. So, although they did, he uh, Caldera does say how uh, they were the greatest minds in the universe brought together, um, and Skagra was one of them. He don't he brought them together, but he was a a uh, no well known in his multiple fields that he studied. Mm -hmm. So maybe he was able to utilize some information. Oh, and they helped build the sphere. So maybe it's just that collective intelligence was enough power to exert some force over the Time Lords as well. Too much supposition, isn't it? Probably. Okay. So was mine, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Okay, well, it was a short episode. <laughs> we had to fill in what we can since we can't see very much of it. Again, I think that the crawls uh, look pretty nice with their reflective tiles, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, but we only see one for a short period of time. Yeah. Um, they, I guess they were intending to have a multitude of... Like uh, five of them. At least five. Like that, yeah. Of the creatures created uh, there's these beings but we see just the one so far um do you have anything else i don't think so i don't think there's any new set things or props or anything to discuss i didn't notice any that properly there, there was no hardly things. any yeah wasn't sort of very a many. smoke screen that they put oh. up. Yeah, there weren't that many different actual film scenes to be able to see that, oh, that's somebody's arm in that shot, you know, or anything like that. So we are spared, spared that. Um, and they're all places that we have been before, except Shada, of course. We don't know what the interior of Shada looks like. Right. Which, which is too bad. I would have liked to have seen what they did with this uh, great Time Lord prison that we're no one's supposed to remember. Uh, it's a cute little thing to me that the professor, whenever anyone walks through his door, says, Tea? Yeah. <laughs> Offers tea. <laughs> like a, um, similar to Sheldon's, um, and is it, you know, offer them a hot beverage. <laughs> Offer the company a hot beverage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and a professor like me seems to like to drink tea whenever someone gets to tea. Whenever. Not just three. Tea time is all the time for Professor Kernotis because he's a time lord, I guess. 
Yeah? I don't think so. So we're gonna click on them? And what was it? Um, okay. <laughs> I kind of lost track. We didn't track. actually see it. No. But, um... The related story is that uh, Skaga turns his spears on the other prisoners um, oh, that's right. who have awakened and is starting to turn them into the beginning of his universal mind. And um, Chris, unfortunately, gets included in that because he is taken over and under Skaga's control and the spheres' control, and they're all advancing towards the Doctor right. and I assume K-9. It's hard to feel worried for the doctor, given that we didn't actually see it. Yeah. And then on top of all that is the normal issue, which is if they're putting the doctor under pressure, you know he's going to come out. Yeah. It's just a matter of how and will this be a quality solution or a convenient one mm -hmm. is really our biggest question. Will it be something clever or something predictable? I always hope for the clever. Yeah, I hope for the clever also. And it's possible. But, uh... But. Yeah. Well, we don't really know. Maybe Romana will save the day. Yeah, could be. Who knows? So it's, at this point, it's as effective as uh, anything. As it can be. As it can be. I don't, I can't think of a point that would be better Neither. Possibly when the sphere attaches and, and attacks Chris, because then it's it's always a little more interesting. <laughs> it sounds bad. It's always more interesting when they put the secondary, uh, more native characters in danger. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you think something really might happen to them. Right. <laughs> in this case, it does, but you know it. It might have been okay to stop there, but depending on what the scene looked like, it might not have been appropriate. Uh, or when one gets to Sally Avon, but I think that needs to be part of the ending, not just the stopping point. Mm -hmm. So it's as good a place as any, especially as we're heading into our uh, conclusion. Uh-huh. All right. Join us tomorrow when we finish this thing and we talk about the last part of Shada. Join us then and thank you for listening.